We learned a lot from South Carolina versus UConn. We're going to talk about what it means, not just for these two teams, but what it means for college basketball for the rest of the season. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, welcoming you to our six days a week home for all things women's basketball, Monday through Friday. We talk everything Saturday, our WNBA draft show. Make sure you are subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are also subscribing to The Next, where we cover women's basketball 24-7, 365, on leap years, it's 24-7-366. The next soups.com, $9 a month, $72 a year. So we're going to break it down here. In segment one, we're going to talk about what we learned from UConn's perspective about their 81-77 loss to South Carolina. I was in the building on Sunday afternoon, got to talk to Gina Oriema about it, Aliyah Edwards about it as well. Also, talk to Dawn Staley and Aaliyah Boston in segment two. We're going to break that down for you. What did we learn about the Gamecocks? Undefeated, but they were challenged. And then segment three, going to hear a little bit about what it means for the two of them and the pecking order for the rest of the season. Uh, this is brought to you by Prize Pitch. We'll talk about Prize Pitch a little bit later on. Very interesting product. Also going to talk to you about Built Bar, which I always love to do. But where I want to start with us is Aaliyah Edwards. And it's going to be weird when I say this, but this game Sunday made me think of Bree Jones. Let me tell you why I say that. December 2015, somehow almost eight years ago, feels like yesterday. Maryland, UConn, Madison Square Garden. The Brianna Stewart era. Brianna Stewart dominated both ends. Wonder what ever happened to her. She's playing against a center on Maryland named Bree Jones. Uh, I talked to a lot of people in front offices at that time. Not a lot of buzz about Bree Jones. Well, she goes out there in a game Maryland was real competitive in. That was probably the closest in that 2015 2016 year anybody got to beat in UConn. Bree Jones went nine for 11 from the field that night. Brianna Stewart was guarding her all night. Nine for 11. So I come out of that saying, all right, UConn dominant every bit as great as we thought. I wrote about Mariah Jefferson out of that one. Still often think about what Mariah Jefferson's career would be in the WNBA had she had healthy knees. Still a very solid career, but it would have been a star, a real star. I digress. Bree Jones, she's going to make it. She's going to be an important WNBA contributor. That's my big takeaway from that night. Turned out very much to be accurate. Aliyah Edwards going up against a front line in South Carolina. Look, 
believe Austin gets a lot of the attention. She'll be the number one overall pick in the 2023 WNBA draft, unless the earth crashes into the sun. Even then, probably the number one pick. But that front line is full of future WNBA players. Camilla Cardozo at 17, clearly going to be a WNBA player. Spoke to multiple talent evaluators who love her after that game. Victoria Saxton, absolutely going to be a WNBA player. This just You just go up and down that roster, and the bigs are just overwhelming. And so for Aaliyah, Bo- or for Aaliyah Edwards, against Aaliyah Boston to go out there and score 25 points in 28 minutes on 10 of 14 shooting, so it's not just the production, but it's the efficiency, that told me, come 2024, we're going to be talking about Paige Beckers, assuming she's healthy, Caitlin Clark for sure, Cameron Brink for sure. There's a lot of talent in that 2024 draft. Aliyah Edwards is going to be in that conversation in the lottery. So I asked Aliyah about it. I asked Gino about where she is at this point. Let's hear from both of them. I'm Howard Magdal, and this is Lockdown Women's Basketball. Uh, one for Lou, one for Leah, if I could. Lou, just, you know, you've talked about games like this being part of what brought you here. How did the experience of this and of Tennessee compare just emotionally to what you envisioned when you arrived? It's a great atmosphere, you know, great experience. Um, for, for my case, you know, it's one of just one and then I'm done. I don't, you know, I don't have any more games next year like that. So really, I, I tried to take it on in and Andrea with all my teammates and, you know, just um, Andrea every moment on the court and those, those, you know, close games are the most, most, most exciting ones. And I think that um, it's, it means a lot to be able to share with all my teammates and um, this whole crowd. Thanks. And Aaliyah, for you, you know, to have 25 points on 14 shots against a roster that's stocked with, you know, not just the presumptive number one pick in this year's draft, but several future pros, you know, what does it tell you about where your finishing game is at the rim? And, you know, how do you account for it being as efficient as it is at this point in your career? Uh, yeah, it's a big game, taught by matchup. I knew I had to step up. Um, so just taking what the defense gave me both of my teammates did well, finding me and getting me open. And if I wasn't hitting that, I knew Aubrey or Lou or any one of us uh, would be able to get the job done. So we just really played to our strengths collectively. And um, I think that we really toughed it out. We um, gave us a chance to win the game. Uh, fortunately, we came up uh, short. But, you know, as Lou said, it's just uh, preparation. And uh, we know we'll meet them again down the road. Thank you, guys. Where we are. <clears throat> hey, Gino. Uh, for Aaliyah Edwards to have 25 points on 14 shots against, you know, the presumptive number one pick and, you know, multiple players who are clearly going to be pros as a junior, just take me through what you think it says about where she is as a player and what her ceiling is, frankly. Well, you know, the interesting thing is she only played 28 minutes because she was in foul trouble. And, you know, that's the part. Two things have to happen. 
one, you know, being aware of how she can't afford to get in foul trouble. And yet at the same time, she's got to play really, really, really hard and really physical and use her body because that's what she has. So that's kind of evolving, okay? And, and then, There's got to be a, we have to find a way to defensively be better in the lane, our initial defense and our rebounding. And I thought we struggled with that today. So for Leah to score what she scored on number of shots, sitting out with free, with, with foul problems, uh, the physicalness of, you know, uh, their big guys. It, uh, she showed a lot of different ways to score. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whatever they're talking about the pro, uh, for the pros or whatever for next year for the seniors. Um, I think when she's a senior, um, I think there'll be a lot of people lined up to, to anyway, and, and I think she's going to become a better shooter, you know, every, every, every week, every month. Um, but I, I think she's, she's had an all-American season, you know, when you think about it. You know, where will we be without, without her, given what's happened? She's played great in you know, most of our big games. Thank you. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, so close to my heart. I just ordered some more online over at Built.com. My brownie batter, Vince the go-to. I love churro. Churro. Ah, churro. But you don't just have to go to Built.com in order to get it. Now, what is it? I mean, it's made with real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of net sugar. That's crazy, right? Okay, so you're gonna order it? No, you don't need to order it. You can, that's what I do, but you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club now. You go to Walmart pharmacy section, you can get a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs at Walmart. Oh, coconut puffs are good too. You go to Sam's Club, you can grab a 13 bar box with brownie batter and churro. And look, you can thank me later, but the real person you need to thank, Myrna, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Segment two. Let's talk South Carolina. South Carolina comes up with the win. It is their first win at Connecticut in program history. Dawn Staley talked about it after she talked about the fact that in the grand scheme of things, it's not what matters most. They're looking for an SEC title. They're looking for an NCAA championship, looking to go back to back. But she said, when we beat UConn, it's usually in a season when good things happen. There are two reasons why it happened on Sunday afternoon. One, just what you would have expected, Aaliyah Boston. The other, 
something you probably never expected, Raven Johnson. So I want to talk about each in turn. Aaliyah Boston had three points at halftime, hadn't made a field goal. It was just a matter of time. Aaliyah Boston is the best player in college basketball, I think. I'm pretty sure. Caitlin Clark is having a ridiculous year. It's another one of these things where like fans are going to be very angry about it. For me, I just I love that we live in a world where both Aaliyah Boston and Caitlin Clark exist. They're totally different. They do very different things. My vote for player of the year would have gone to Aaliyah Boston last year. I'm willing to entertain the conversation. And there are others who are in the mix. Angel Reese of LSU is in the mix. Maddie Segrist is in the mix. Like, there are some great, great players. Diamond Miller is in the mix over at Maryland. But I do think it comes down to those two. And Aaliyah Boston, her minutes are down this year. She was averaging 28.6 minutes and 11.9 field goal attempts last year. It's 25-2 and 8.7 this year. Now, she's more efficient when she's out there. No reason to think it's anything other than Dawn Staley keeping her fresh for the games that matter most. And just to that end, to that end, what did she do with her on Sunday? 38 minutes, 51 seconds. All but a minute nine she's out there. What does she do? 16 attempts from the field. Okay. Aaliyah Boston can do this. Aaliyah Boston is capable of playing as much as she needs to play for Dawn Staley. She also, and this was critical to me, she took three three-point attempts. That was a season high. Now, Aaliyah Boston, between her free throw shooting and what we've seen in the past, is clearly capable. Note Dawn Staley's reaction when I asked Aaliyah Boston about the three-point shooting. It's important. And then we just got to talk about Raven Johnson. Raven Johnson came into this one. Having, I, I mean, I don't think it's too much to say. Having barely played this year. Raven Johnson had not played more than 24 minutes in any game. She hadn't cracked 20 more than twice this year. She hasn't started since the first two games of the season. Well, Raven Johnson went out there, played 35 minutes and 37 seconds, by far a cry, 14 points. She hadn't had double digits in points all year, seven assists. It's kind of crazy. It's the way that South Carolina has been built, what Dawn Staley has. She has somebody at the end of her bench she can just bring on and have a big moment against UConn. Raven Johnson is not some walk-on. Raven Johnson was the number two overall player in the 2021 recruiting class, according to ESPN, number one point guard. So you bring her in, and Dawn Staley, very much by design, uses her. And it's just remarkable. Just remarkable. So Raven Johnson, UConn, by the way, didn't defend her for much of the game. Raven Johnson was able to do whatever she wanted. The Huskies had decided, well, if Raven Johnson's going to beat us, then she's going to beat us. She did. Raven Johnson beat him. So let's hear what she has to say 
Don Staley, that is, Aaliyah Boston, that is. Really interesting, new, important part of South Carolina. I'm Howard Magdal, and this is Locked on Women's Basketball. Howard, and then we'll go to Emily. Hi, Aaliyah. In terms of your three-point shot, it seems like there's more comfort there than ever. Can you just take me through how often Dawn encourages you to shoot it and where you think the development of that three-pointer is in your game? Yeah, Coach definitely encourages me to shoot it. Sometimes she probably wants me to shoot a little bit more than I actually do. Um, see. Um, I think just it's developed over time, just the confidence. And I think today, I mean, I shot three, which that impressed me myself. But she definitely encourages me to do it. Thank Emily, you. go ahead. Howard starts off. Hi, Coach. Good to see you. Um, in terms of Raven's game, how much of the amount that she played had to do with what UConn was doing or not doing in terms of defending her? How much of that was seeing, uh, because this is obviously a season high in points, season high in shots, um, you know, how much of that was a reaction to what you were seeing in-game to keep her in as long as you did? I mean, it, it was all in-game. Um, I mean, Raven, we know is going to push tempo. Raven, we know is going to pick the ball up. Um, I thought she did a phenomenal job on, on Mule and disrupting, right? She wasn't the primary point guard. We, had, we, we wanted somebody else to initiate their offense just, just as some sort of disruption. And then when we got in the half court, she didn't let her touch the ball without her actually feeling her. Um, and then when, when Mule doesn't have it, you know, that's the, the country's leader in assist. Um, she can't really make people better if she doesn't really have the ball. And, we were hoping by the time the fourth quarter uh, came around that she was just too tired to do some other stuff. She wasn't, but um, that was our whole objective. And she just, she just, we had to have her on the floor because she was that impactful defensively and offensively. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Prize Pitch. Prize Pitch gives you the opportunity to test your own knowledge against yourself. Pick two to five players, and if they go on to score, more or less than the prize pitch projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not competing against other people. It's you versus the projection. Prize pitch offers projections on any sport you watch, everything from women's college basketball to the WNBA to National Women's Soccer League, NBA, NFL, MLB, you name it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So, Download the PrizePitch app or go to prizepitch.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. We've got an offer for you. 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePitch gives you $100. $50, they give you $50. Use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for that instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePitch. So what does it all mean? South Carolina with a big win, maintain an undefeated record. We'll learn more about them when they play LSU this weekend. But given what I've seen of LSU, I, I, I think South Carolina is the team to beat in the SEC. I think South Carolina matches up very well. I am very curious what Angel Reese does against that front line. I think we'll learn a lot about Angel the way we've learned a lot about Aaliyah Edwards based on what happened on Sunday. But UConn did this shooting two for six from three. Both matter. Only two made threes. Only six attempts. Carolyn is imminent to return. Might return as soon as Wednesday night against Marquette. AZ Fudd 
an elite shooter, maybe the elite shooter in the game other than Caitlin Clark, and maybe not even other than coming back soon. So hear from Gino Oriema. Gino doesn't BS you. If his team isn't there, if his team isn't ready, if his team isn't capable, he'll tell you. But if they are, he will also tell you. I hear this. I think Indiana is as good as every team, as any team in the country. But Gino Oriema seems to think it can come down to UConn and South Carolina. And I think it would be silly not to believe that at this point. UConn and South Carolina, the two teams that decided the championship last year, we'll see where the brackets fall. But UConn, South Carolina may be the ones to do it this year as well. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Howard Megdahl. Tomorrow we'll be joined by the great Brooke Wyckoff, Coach of the Year candidate with Florida State. Here's Gino Oriema, who's won a few of those himself. We'll be seeing you tomorrow. Gino, overall, though, are you encouraged by this performance, and should your players be? What'd you say? I asked them that. I said, um, I said, do you, do you feel like you're half full or half empty? What do you think? And uh, one guess who said, it's empty, it sucks, we lost. So I acknowledge that. Yes, it does. And it's supposed to. It's supposed to feel that way. But the way the game was played and the way we responded and the way we controlled the tempo of the game for long, long stretches and, you know, how we were really, really good for long stretches and how we were really bad for long stretches. And, yeah, we didn't just, you know, go hide and let it become 15, 20. You know, we feel, feel sorry for ourselves. So, um, in that respect, they have a lot to to feel good about once they get past what it feels like to lose. But I, I told them, I said, I I feel better at two o'clock, well, three o'clock today, than I did at twelve o'clock. Because at twelve o'clock, I I really didn't know, you know, how we would respond. I mean, I knew we would play hard because we've, we've been playing hard all year. I knew we would compete like hell. But I didn't know like who was gonna make a big play, who was gonna get a big rebound, who's gonna make a big shot, you know. Like things like that. And I know more now than I did at noon, and I feel better about my team. Not that I didn't feel bad about them better about them before. I felt great about my team before. But I feel really good about them right now. <laughs>